0: I made this tiny katana out of paper, glue, paper cutter, and a gel pen. And in this video, I'm going to show you how you can make it yourself with just a single A4 sheet of paper. And after making one of this paper katana, stick around to the end of the video for a action sequence animation with these paper katana. And this is perfect for you if you don't have an expensive 3D printer around but always wanted to make a miniature weapon with your own unique design or if you're just someone who enjoys making miniatures with your own hands with very limited tools. With that said, let's start with a single A4 sheet of paper. This is of course too big for a 112 scale so let's size it down first by folding in half to get the right measurement and tear it off. I prefer to tear them but cutting them with a knife or scissors works too. This might be still too much material to work with, so let's size it down even more. And more! Okay, this should be good enough length. As a general rule, the more material you work with, the more thicker it will be. But I'll show you how you can use just this much material to work with. Or you can just cut it down to this size measurements on screen. If you don't want to go through the trouble of folding and tearing them. And this is the measurement in freedom. Now, after deciding how much material we're going to work with, the next step is to fold it in half to create a seam line, which will make the process easier later. And from there, we'll fold it in half again until it's no longer possible to fold it in half. At this point, we can start folding it in and basically folding it into a tightly packed stick that's made out of paper. And after rolling that paper into a stick, let's unroll that stick back into paper, and we should now have a seam lines that will help guide our next step, which is to fold it back again, but this time applying a thin layer of glue. It's important to press the piece with every fold after applying glue with any tools that you have on hand to remove any air pockets that might be trapped that could reduce the strength of the piece that you're working on. The more compact the fold is, the sturdier it gets and make it more durable. And when you're done, you have yourself somewhat of a flimsy and flexible stick that you can shape with. Now the best part about this step here is you can shape and sculpt it to your own design and give it a more unique characteristic. And if you're happy with what you got, all that's left to do is to wait for it to set and cure in a few hours, or just leave it overnight. An additional step you can take to make the piece more durable and further increase its rigidity is to use something heavy and flat, like a large book or a heavy file, or just put a dumbbell or something heavy and flat, which basically works the same to press it down as it begins to set and cure. Personally, I prefer to use a small C or a G clamp that I have lying around with something flat like a block of timber to press the piece evenly. This step is of course optional, so if you don't have a large book or a clamp, it's okay to skip this one as long as you let it set and cure properly. Now while we wait for it to cure, let's make the rest of the parts and component which makes up a katana. Remember the rest of the paper that was not used earlier? Of course you do! So let's take the other piece that was not used and fold them over, basically repeating the same process earlier, but instead of making a stick, we're making it into a thin slab. We'll also need a thick slab later to make the handle or tsuba along with the sepa. Repeating the same process, fold it in half and keep folding it and layer them with glue. Remember to press with each fold to get rid of any air pockets. And after a few hours or overnight for best results, we finally have a cured paper stick that's both retained its shape and better rigidity from the glue. And all that's left is to mark or draw out the outline for the bare blade. Cut out the access and make it into a proper looking katana. Now this looks much better doesn't it? And if you follow this design exactly where the tank is cut out, remember to keep this access piece as it will be very handy and can save you time later. And for origami fans, doing this will give you a similar end result and texture of the wet folding technique. I didn't know this was a concept in origami. I've used this technique long ago and only recently realized this was an actual technique used in origami while putting this video together. So I guess the more you know. And with this bare blade piece to work with, we can now measure out a fitting for the tzuba, which is the sword guard, out of paper at this scale. To make the tzuba, I typically look for something that's circular and hopefully small that I can use as a circular ruler of sorts. Usually a pen cover will do, or you can instead use something like a cap of a toothpaste or anything small or similar to draw out as a framework and with set framework, measure and find its center, then use the height of the bare blade piece to trace out for when we assemble it. And repeat this once or twice for the sepa, which is the washers that are used and located in front and back of the tzuba. From there, you can decide on the design or do any custom design of your choosing. If you want to go easy mode, there's always Google to find a basic design that you can use as a reference. And when you're happy with what you got, go ahead and cut them out and test them for fittings. Make sure to take your time when cutting as they can be really small to work with. Remember this access piece when cutting out the tang of their bare blade? We're going to use this as an easy way to make the handle or tsuka. If you accidentally damage or throw this out, you'll need to remake this. It's not very difficult, it just takes a bit of time to do. To do this, trace out the outline of the tank, and draw out a rough outline of the handle with a pen or a pencil, and you're good to go. We can use this piece as a framework for the tsuka. Using a thin slab that you hopefully made earlier, make two exact copies with the first handle as a template. Then sandwich them with glue, and you got yourself a handle that fits into the piece. At this point, it's best to use one of the grabby hands on your figures that you want them to hold on to this paper katana and test them out for fittings. Every figure has a different grabby hand size, so you can design a handle that fits into a specific figure. If it's too big and thick, use a paper cutter to trim them down, or if it's too thin and small, cut out a small piece of material with the same length and glue to layer them so the tsuka can be fitted and when that's sorted, it's time to add details with the gel pen. Next, we're going to use a small strip, like really small strip of paper, to make the habaki. A piece of metal, in this case paper, encircling the base of the blade of the katana, by wrapping around the katana and placing them in front of the tsuba and seppa. Of course, no katana is finished without its saya or its scabbard. We're going to use this piece with the same length as when we made the bare blade. With a gel pen or pencil, trace out the curvature for both sides and cut them out like so. Make sure they can flail around and stick them on all sides till they form your saya. Now every katana has this wavy pattern on its profile which is created from the coating of clay just before its heat treatment. And this wavy signature is called Hamon. And with the gel pen, it's the easiest way to recreate your own Hamon. Now, we just need the thing that displays katana or katana kake, which sounds awfully like katana cake, which is a whole different thing. So to do katana cake, I mean the thing that displays katana. So let's use the remaining paper that we have left so nothing goes to waste. And just like the process earlier, look at some sword mount on Google or with your own design, go ahead and make a thick slab, cut out the pieces for the mount and assemble them. And there you have it a tiny paper katana. It is a fun little project you can do as you can use most paper that can be glued like old magazines or used paper like a physical shopping list. And if you're good with tools and have access to other resources, you can add more details into your own piece. This video only shows you the bare minimum to get started, but if you have paint or sandpaper or any other ideas with different design, you can make your own unique looking piece. This is of course not limited to katana or swords in general. You can make a miniature firearm for your figures if you want to make your own design with an additional feature of your very own. And if this video gets 100 likes, I'll do a more complicated piece that can be fitted to any action figure like this shoulder piece here. And you can even make it move so it doesn't get in the way of the figure's articulation. Alright, with the power of god and anime on our side, let's get into the battle animation with the paper katana. Thank you for watching this far into the video. I know it's a little bit different from the usual upload, but nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed the video as it's a ton of work to make. And if you did, remember to drop a like, consider subscribe and let me know down in the comments what you would make. And if you like fighting animations and epic battles, maybe you'll like this other video from the channel. Take care and I'll see you in the next one.